0: Mm
1: -hmm. celebrating the connection with our pets this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: If you're like Judy, you spend a lot of time online, social media, going through videos. You'll spend like an hour a day maybe just watching. I just get just down watching.
0: a ra- rabbit hole. You watch one and then another one pops up. Oh, I got to see that. And it's like, oh, look at this one.
2: And they're all animal or pet related. Is that mostly it? Yeah, I won't watch. I don't
0: if I'm not interested in the yeah. other ones. Yeah,
2: sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So... In your life, who would you say is the biggest social media influencer for you? What animal uh, do you maybe even follow?
0: You know what? I'm not a follower. You're not? In fact, I, no, and I like watching both cat and dog videos. So I don't really hone in on a certain animal and, and like follow that particular animal. I'm kind of like I watch them all.
2: Have you ever seen... I'm going to hold up a picture here. Have you ever seen this animal here? This is this is Loki.
0: I hadn't seen Loki. Again, I Mm-mm. don't follow any certain animals if I happen to come across a video, but I don't... I don't fo- I, yeah, I'm He's not... He's beautiful. Yeah, yeah,
2: isn't that yeah. Loki is... Uh, what kind of dog is Loki? It's, uh, He's
0: like some kind of a Malamute, wolf hybrid. He's like a wolf. Or something. Yeah. I'm not quite sure.
2: He's a big dog. This particular picture that I'm holding up to the microphone is Loki and his guardian, Kelly. They're sitting in a hammock. You may have seen this picture. Uh, it's a picture that he... Just casually posted on his Instagram page, (laughs) and then uh, the people over at Board Panda saw it, wanted to do an interview with him. BuzzFeed picked it up. Eventually, he realized that his dog was becoming extremely popular online, and he decided after about a year after this picture went out to quit his job and focus on promoting his animal online to become a social media sensation. Wow. We're going to find out how he's doing on that and uh, whether or not we should quit our jobs to become
0: uh, (laughs) ladybugs. Yeah, yeah, social... Late, well, she has a Facebook page. Yeah. It's, it's not very popular, no, though. No, no. Maybe she needs to post more. Well, I just, you know, everybody go to her Facebook page and like her right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so we're going to talk to this Kelly Lund coming up here. He's the the guardian of Loki, and we're going to find out what his secret is to becoming a viral sensation. Also on the show today, and in this hour, we're going to talk to Fiona Gilbert. Fiona, do, do you need to get that? <laughs> Uh, i'm expecting a call from my pharmacist can we can just make sure because i'm i have to pick something up and i'm just waiting for them to call and say it's ready so can you just check that thank you coming up this hour fiona gilbert will be joining us she has ms unfortunately and she has a service dog to help her with her ms what kind of dog is that there it's Eh. a pit bull it's oh it is a it is a pit bull Yeah, yeah surprise surprise Well, now, how can that be? I mean, a pit bull service dog? Is there such a thing as a pit bull service dog? Why not? Well, I guess not. Why not? I I do know that uh, Delta or American Airlines just banned service animals that happen to be pit bulls. I do know that in Denver it is illegal to have a pit bull. That's just wrong. That is wrong. I bet Fiona has a a bone to pick with Delta Airlines. I'm guessing that. Or her dog does. Okay, we're going to find out about... Her service dog, her pit bull, coming up here on Animal Radio. Lori, what are you working on for this hour?
3: Well, you were just a minute ago, Hal, talking about uh, social media and Loki and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, I have for you a, a new list from Forbes. They did, um, I love this word, influencers, because I had never really heard of it before. I just thought, oh, you're famous on social media. If you're famous on social media, you're an influencer. So Forbes had this edition where they had the top 10 people influencers, the top 10 uh, chef influencers, and on and on with everything. And they did a list on pets. So pets on social media. So I will tell you the most famous pets or influencers on social media.
2: When Forbes is involved, there must be money involved.
3: Of course. Okay.
2: That list on the way. First year calls toll free 1-866-405-8405. Write that down. Put that on your refrigerator. So, you know, in the middle of the night, you want to call, uh, you can reach our answering machine, (laughs) but we call you back first thing in the morning. Let's go to Wanda. Hi, Wanda. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. And you? Very good. I have the whole dream team here to answer your questions. What's going on with your pets?
4: Okay. I have Dachshund Miniature Pinscher Mix. She's having a skin problem. I switched vets like four times, and they always said that it's yeast, airborne yeast. And mm-hmm. they give her shots, and she goes okay for two weeks, but then they, they give her previsone and that makes her eat a lot
5: mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. they
4: they she's still itching and she still have the yeast and she still have the smell
5: okay I, yeah i,
4: I don't okay. know what to do
5: so has she I had any a lot of
4: money in the duck beds <laughs>
5: Okay. And have we used any medicine that's specifically geared towards the yeast, either by a pill form or by a shampoo or a topical form?
4: Well, they give me Maracet. Okay. And I have to bathe her every other day, but sometimes I can tell you the truth. I don't have time and it's cold and she gets very cold. Mm -hmm. to give her a bath every other day.
5: Okay. And is that it? Or are they using any pills for that other than the prednisone? Now that, and they give me apple quill, okay.
4: but apple quill does still itching, and then the doctor say I will then give her benadryl. Okay.
5: Look,
4: still well, itching. Okay,
5: so I'm going to kind of make some interpretations of what you've said and what I think maybe the direction that your veterinarian's going here. Um, so, if your pet has yeast on the skin, um, the important thing to know about that is that yeast is generally not the primary problem. It's a secondary problem. So there's usually something else that's um, making that skin barrier unhealthy where the yeast can really grow and proliferate. Um, so if they're using things like prednisone and Apoquel, it sounds like they're suspicious that she has an underlying allergy. Um, So those medicines are geared towards the allergy. But the sad thing is if we use that and don't address infection and treat it with the medications for those conditions – we're really not going to get anywhere. So we're going to think that, you know, the medicine isn't working for allergies when we're really just not treating a bacterial infection or, say, a yeast infection that could be present. So what, what my consideration, and I'd ask you to talk to your veterinarian if this seems fair in, like, a direction that they would agree with, is that if we have yeast in the skin and it's chronic, especially if it cr- creates some of the different symptoms I see with yeast, and um, I should mention those, yeast in the skin will often cause a really stinky foot odor, Smells like oh, old man yeah. foot. <laughs>
4: I keep uh, with me. I have to wash my bed and everything every day.
5: Yeah. So it's, it's a real strong smell. Um, the dogs will often have kind of a greasy feel to them in those areas. And in some cases, when it's present for chronic long-term, um, periods of time, we'll actually get a thickening of the skin and it'll become kind of darkly pigmented and, um, almost what I describe as elephant, elephant elephantinized. So it kind of becomes like elephant skin comes. uh,
4: She had that in her tail but then okay. I gave her and, gave, and and went away.
5: Okay. So, yeah, so that um, definitely, if those kind of things are going on, then yeast is very, you know, suspicious. Um, we usually confirm that by taking a sample from the skin and looking, and, you know, yeast show up pretty easy on a impression smear. So the thing I would ask you to talk to your veterinarian about is, can we use something systemic for her, for this yeast? And that might mean a couple different possible medicines, but they basically all fall under the category of an antifungal. Um, Medicines such as ketoconazole or itraconazole, or even one called terbenafine, any of those are used with yeast infections, um, whether it be in the ears or say in the skin. Um, So that would be something, and it does take a long period of time. We might get some improvement after maybe a week or two, but many times this is something that we have to treat for many weeks to months. Um, So that would be something where, um, you know, I I would definitely talk to them about that. The other thing is, you know, definitely the maliceb that you're using is is certainly an appropriate one if we're suspicious of yeast, but there can be even some other things that we can use topically as well, as far as um, different types of mousses or sprays that we can use that contain either, um, say, chlorhexidine, which is a type of a um, antiseptic, um, or myconazole, which is a anti-yeast topical. So those can be things that we can add into the regimen. But um, I think the good thing in your situation is there is some things that I can suggest for you to try. And the big thing is um, sticking with it because it really does take... Um, I had one dog. It was a quiescent. And it was... It looked like a bald, um, kind of darkly skinned, very little hair. It only had hair on the tip of its tail and around its head. And it took four months of yeast therapy that we treated. And it finally got... Most of it's hair back. It never did get all of it back because it was so scarred. But it can really be very rewarding. You just kind of have to trek through it. So, oh.
4: Yeah, So yeah. With, with her, she's black. Her when people see her and they tell me, "Why are you taking it?" Because her top hair of her body is black, shiny, so pretty. It's mm-hmm. just uh, under the legs, on her stomach, and mm-hmm. her four paws,
6: yep. and under yep. the
4: tail. You know, if they don't have it she doesn't have it any place else and yeah. I bathed her and bathed her. I she's my baby but like.
0: Aww.
5: Yeah, well and yeast is horribly itchy. Any human knows that. So it's, yes. it's a miserable thing. So um definitely. And and even some other kind of anti-itch remedies, you know, that we can use. Um I am using a lot of the canine um atopic dermatitis immunoglobulin um called Caddy, and that helps a lot just to kind of stop the itch to give pets relief while we're dealing with all the other things. So Yeah,
4: because I don't um, want to bite. I know that the the steroids they're going to hurt her at the, a long term, and I say what I'm giving to her is she's not getting improving.
6: Yeah, I, yeah, no. That's
4: why I hear you every morning, and I say and on Sundays, and I say I'm gonna call because maybe I can go to the bed with some knowledge and say, hey, give me the yeah. piece. Infection uh, medication, yeah. take her away from the prednisone.
5: Because- Absolutely. And that makes it harder. The prednisone definitely makes it harder for her to fight these infections. So if we use it sparingly just to kind of help relieve it and then, uh, yeah, get her off that, I agree totally. So she so- needs to go
2: to the vet and ask for something systematic. Is, is that right systemic systemic. Yeah. Okay. A systemic systemic and a
5: yeast medicine yeah okay yes a yeast medicine i will do yeah. that hopefully we can get her some good help and i wish you guys the best let us know how things turn out and hopefully we'll get her feeling and looking better and smelling better too
2: <laughs> thanks wanda <laughs> toll free 866 405 8405
1: you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 866 405
5: 8405 When Helen Brown ran away to New York City, she had no idea that a homeless cat with a punk rock haircut would teach her the true meaning of love. In the tradition of her best-selling memoir, Cleo, Helen Brown's Bono, the amazing story of a Rescue cat who inspired a community, is a heartwarming true story about a woman without
7: an anchor and a homeless cat without much hope of finding a forever home in the city that never sleeps. Bono by Helen Brown is on
5: sale now everywhere books are sold. Learn
8: more at HelenBrown.com.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
2: Still to come on Animal Radio, we're going to be talking with the uh, owner, the guardian of Internet Sensation Loki. Actually, they're both Internet Sensations. In fact, he even quit his job, his day job, so that he can be a social media influencer along with his dog. And I know a lot of people dream about that. They oh, think about that's that. awesome. You've thought about it once or twice, quitting yeah, your but... job and just uh, riding on the coattails of Lady Ladybug, the Bug. studio stunt dog.
3: But <laughs> that seems like it'd be a really hard life. For who? For for both. I mean, there's. I think there's a lot more that goes into it than we realize. I'm think...
2: sure. The grass is always greener, right? Sure, right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, little bub. Seems to have made a lifestyle of it. Uh, well, yeah, and
0: Grumpy Cat Grumpy for a cat. few hundred million. I yeah. think I could, yeah, I could do that.
2: Yeah. Well, I, we're going to ask him, we're going to get some tips on how you can do that. Because I know there's a lot of people listening that wish they could just quit their job and turn their pet into their, their revenue stream. Which is, actually, when you say that, when I actually hear myself say that.
8: <laughs> that sounds horrible. I, I realize
2: how horrible that is.
8: But, yes, that you was... know,
2: there's another side to it. You're showing off your animal. And as long as they're enjoying it, which is really the important part, is if your animal is having fun.
0: Well, yeah, when you look at Kelly and Loki, look what they're doing. They're doing this together. The dog's not sitting home alone from 8 to 5. They're out exploring and having all these experiences together.
2: Yeah, you may have seen our guest on at least BuzzFeed and uh, Bored Panda and all those websites. Our guest has traveled the country With Loki the dog, and it has a brand new book out, too. So uh, that's on the way in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also, we're going to be talking to a young lady who has a pit bull as a service dog. And you may say, so so what? Yeah, no big deal. Well, pit bulls, as you may know, kind of get a bad rap. In Denver, you can't even own a pit bull. Now we know that Delta or American, one of those airlines, have banned pit bulls from, uh, even if they're service animals, from traveling. And I'm sure she has some uh, comments on that. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to her in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Lori, what do you have from the newsroom?
3: There's some big birds in uh, Down Under, I guess we could say. (laughs) There are big birds down under. Yes, but these big birds, they are causing traffic accidents. They're so big and able to do some really bizarre things that they've been caught on camera doing. So I will fill you in on this um just
2: can't wait now can we just skip to the news <laughs> just go right to the news
3: no i'm not going to tell you
2: joey Velotti the dog father here on animal radio exclusively and we're so damn proud of it too what do you have for our show today
9: um fr- frunculosis
2: fr- that's what frunk- i have. frunculosis i don't, frunculosis. don't know be- between frunculosis frunculosis frun- is it funculosis hey between frunculosis or funculosis and uh, birds down under we've got you covered today Right here on Animal it's, Radio.
9: Um, it's a skin disorder. We're going to talk about it from Bad Shampoo. From Bad
2: Shampoo. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. That's on the, Can we just skip to Joey right now? Can we just go right to Joey? No? Okay. Uh, Joey's coming up with that and just have frunculosis. Coming up in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. i got to look that up, see if that's actually a word or if Joey's pulling the wool over my eyes.
0: <laughs> pulling the fur over your eyes.
2: And let's go to Linda. Hi, Linda.
10: Hi.
2: How are you? Where are you calling from today?
10: Um, I'm calling from, actually, I'm calling from work, so I'm in Anaheim, but I live in Huntington Beach.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I got the whole dream team here. What's going on, and how can we help you?
10: Um, well, I have a cat that I've had since August. She's been a great water drinker since I got her. She was a furrow cat, so there's been a lot of issues with her. But I had her fixed two weeks ago, and now she's got this new thing where she's putting her water bottle, water bowl over.
2: Tipping her water bottle?
10: Through her water bowl. <laughs> okay. And she's been doing it now for three days, and I don't want her to go without water, but I'm tired of the big, huge water mess I'm getting in my floor. And I don't know how to prevent, how to stop her from doing it.
5: <laughs> okay, yeah. So first got to ask you, what kind of water bowl is it? What, what is it made out of? It's a metal water bowl. Okay. alrighty. So when I have cats that do this kind of thing, I like to first look at what is... The motivation. What's causing them to do this? Because um, it could be a lot of different things, and we're going to approach this in a different way. Um, it could be okay. as simple as uh, the bull is there and the cat is bored, <laughs> and, okay. and it's something to do. So that that's definitely one way we might address this. Some cats okay. will also do this in the presence of their owners, and they do it more for attention-getting. So, um, you know, dogs may bark uh, to get attention. Cats knock things off of countertops. They upturn things and they do it because we get annoyed and we go, Hey, what are you doing? And we pay attention to them. Right. Right. Um, the, the other thing that I, that sometimes I've seen that this can be a problem is when there's something that's, I'll just call it offensive in the environment. Um, okay. We see this with dogs sometimes that have canned food that smells. They'll upturn their bowl because they don't like the smell of the food. Um, sometimes reflective bowls I've found to be annoying for some animals, and they'll either avoid eating or drinking out of them um, okay. or, um, or do something like this. So okay. you have to look at all those things. So the, the, the first solution I would have for you would be um, simply to get a bowl that either designed not to be upturned, so the, if you have a um, plastic bowl that is the kind that can't be tipped, um, that would be one, one type of solution. The other thing okay. I've seen is um, using more of almost like a saucer or a serving plate um kind of like out of like oh, a ceramic okay. or or heavy material and this for cats can be also a role because when i talk about the offensive thing some cats just don't like their whiskers touching the sides of the bowl so whether it's oh, okay. a food or a water bowl if they stick their face in there and every time they're doing eating or drinking it's touching the sides some cats find that a bit annoying and okay. they won't like that so a cat will tip their food bowl over to eat the food off the floor or they'll seek out water in other places so um, Um, Just examine that, the diameter of that, if you can.
2: Thank you, Linda, for your call. Let us know how that goes. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by author Helen Brown. And in the tradition of her best-selling memoir, Cleo, Helen Brown's Bono, the amazing story of a rescue cat who inspired a community, is a heartwarming true story about a cat who just wanted a home and someone to love. Her website's HelenBrown.com. Thanks, Helen Brown, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi friends, this is Dr. Marty Becker, America's
1: veterinarian. After a traumatic experience at the veterinary office, have you ever thought to yourself, there has to be a better way? When your veterinarian is Fear Free certified, you'll find your pet's vet visit is safer, more comfortable, and actually enjoyable. Your dog will go from shaking in the lobby to pulling you into the exam room with a wagging tail, and your cat will be purring inside the carrier. To find a certified Fear Free veterinary near you, go to
11: fearfreepets.com.
5: This is an Animal Radio News Update.
3: I'm Lori Brooks. I was on Facebook the other day and I saw this meme and I'm like, that is me. It said, I care for five or six people deeply and probably 500 or 600 animals I've never met who are on social media. And I mean, isn't that the truth? I loved it. But Forbes has come out with its multiple lists of Social media influencers, and I'm just getting to know this term, but I'm finding it everywhere, an influencer. And on the list of the pet influencers, those that are really super popular is what it means. Probably the best known internet pet still commands the most eyeballs these days and makes money to match her fame. Any guesses?
2: Uh, I'm just going to grumpy cat. I don't know.
3: Yeah, that would be yeah. my guess. Really?
2: Was I I right? It is
3: still still Grumpy Cat. Yep, she gained worldwide fame thanks to her adorably sad appearance and so many endorsements she's got. But her appearance is the result of an underbite and a combination with dwarfism. Now, other cats that were on the Forbes Top Ten Pet Influencers list include Lil Bub, Waffles the Cat, and Nala Cat the top dog influencers, because they just did one list for all, like, the top 10. So on the dog uh, list was um, Boo, Doug the Pug, Jif Palm, you've heard of all of these, Manny the Frenchie, Tuna, and Marnie the Dog. Now, collectively, these 10 pet influencers have more than 22 million followers on Instagram and more than... 42 million followers or page likes on facebook
2: and i want to point out that grumpy cat is worth over a hundred million dollars hundred million Are Think you about kidding? that. <sighs> unbelievable oh by the way coming up in just a few minutes right here on the show we're going to be talking to a guy who actually quit his job to become or to help his pet become a social media influencer so that's on the way really yes
3: oh okay Cool for that. Well, not all so-called therapy dogs are for the benefit of the human that they live with. Uh, Haven't we seen this? Many of those dogs have parents who take them to hospitals, libraries, schools, and such because they're part of an animal-assisted therapy going on there. Now, some of these most dedicated special animals are those who see human patients on cancer wards, and the benefits of these animals has been documented. One study looked at the link between therapy dogs and children with cancer. Like the most vulnerable, right? So they wanted to see how the animal-assisted therapy would affect the kids as well as their families. So 70 children and families were matched up with at least 30 therapy dog handler teams in five hospitals across the country. The findings were then published in the Journal of Pediatric Oncology Nursing showing regular visits And they were like appointments that they set for the child and the therapy dog. Lowered stress and anxiety for the children and their families. Kia parrots are so big. How big are those (laughs) parrots? They're about 18 to 20 inches long. They're huge. So they're native to New Zealand, right? Where they can be, well, there's so many of them at the uh, South Island of uh, New Zealand that they can actually be a pest, maybe like a crow or something here. But they do attract tourists. These huge parrots have now been caught on camera shifting traffic cones into active traffic lanes. So they're, they're really messing things up for the transportation workers. And if you're wondering, why would birds do that? Because they're very smart, right? Now, they say that it's likely that some cars slow down or pull over trying to avoid these other cones that are all over the traffic lanes, at which point the driver will see a Kia, one of these parrots, K-E-A is how it's spelled, and then they they feed them. They see this, you know, 20-inch bird, and they go, oh, here, birdie, birdie, and then the Kia gets all kinds of treats. So the New Zealand Transportation Agency says that it will soon begin testing heavier traffic cones to combat the smart Kia, and they're also warning motorists, do not feed the parrots. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has
8: been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Pets Welcome Here. I'm Ashley Mingwasser, and this is my pal Rosie from Pets Welcome Here, the TV special about amazing adventures you can share with your pets. Find Pets Welcome Here on your local network affiliate or PetsWelcomeHere.tv. And check our schedule to see when we're on in your area.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com.
2: Log on, learn more. You know, it is so easy to reach out to us and talk to Dr. Debbie or to Joey Volani. The number is one 866 it's an 866 number, 866 405 8405 And Joey Vellani, the dog father. You're just uh, you know, when it comes to grooming, I can't think of anybody. And this is for real, this is not just because you're on animal radio. I can't think of anybody that I would trust more than uh, you with grooming or any kind of grooming questions. Me too. I agree. I, I totally agree with that.
9: <laughs> not gonna so, argue. Good. I'm not I'm not gonna argue whatsoever. Um, but I'll tell you what. I got a call from, from another groomer this weekend, and they had heard a story, which um, I haven't confirmed it yet, that a pet had died due to um, contaminated shampoo after being groomed. Contaminated and, shampoo? Um, like, contaminated and shampoo. How does shampoo now, even
2: get contaminated?
9: Well, oh, let me ask you guys a random question. How many people have pet shampoo in their house? We do. Yep. Of you guys? Yeah. Okay, Several bottles. How, 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 and how long have you had the oldest bottle for? Uh, yeah. what year is exactly. it? Exactly. So what, what, what ends up happening is, is, and especially that the products that a lot of pet shampoos get diluted with water. And when that happens, unless you're using, you know, distilled water, um, it's going to um, sour. It's going to spoil. And it's going to do that rather quickly, you know, um, with, with, within five to seven days. Um, and matter of fact, in my grooming school, if we didn't use, um, we would mix up 20 gallons a day. If we didn't use that 20 gallons in that day, um, which we did anyway, but um, we would, we would um, empty the tank completely. And i um, sorry about that. Did you need to get you know, that? You...
2: <laughs> There's probably another groomer with like a groom, another grooming yes. question.
9: Well, anyway, what happened was is the groomer called me up and wanted to know if that was true. So um, I've never heard of, of any cases of dogs actually dying from it. But it's a um, bacteria called frunculosis. Okay. And basically what it is, around the hair follicles, will, you'll get inflammation. And what will end up um, happening is it will get swollen, it will get pussy, it will get irritated. It's very, very discomforting for the pet. So if you have shampoo products that you've had for a long time, whether they're dilutable ones or the expiration date have gone bad, throw them out. Get rid of them. If you're diluting them i I'd say um two to three days maximum, get rid of it, so just mix up what you can and if you're having a problem with your pet coming home from the groomer and after after it's been groomed a little bit, you know you're noticing the you know skin irritation and all, then you may want to bring your own shampoos to the groomer or ask the ask the groomer you know how often are they um you know cycling through their their shampoo cycles yeah. and um you know find out about it but i'll tell you what it's pretty clear cut um, usually if it doesn 't smell like it smelled when you originally you know opened it up. It's probably bad. Get rid of it.
2: I did not know that. I learned so much on this show. I'm yeah. glad I show up yeah. every week because <laughs> I would know nothing about animals if it wasn't for this show.
0: I couldn't pet sit without this job. I mean, this job has taught me so much.
2: Absolutely. Hey, if you want to talk to Dr. Debbie or Joey Volani right now, it's toll free. That means it doesn't cost you a penny to call 1-866-405-8405.
3: I have another question for Joey about dog shampoo.
2: Yeah, you're going to have to queue up on the phone lines.
3: Uh, okay,
0: I put you next, Lori. Go
3: ahead. Jeez. <laughs> Joey, I, I'm wondering, you know how they tell you just when you use human shampoo on your head, you use like a, you know, a dime or a quarter size, but not a whole lot. But it seems like dog shampoos don't suds up a lot. So that's a, a difference. Are we supposed to put the same amount as we would for our own head? I feel like I use a half a bottle for the dog well, or more know, because great, they have more hair. That's a great
9: question. No, you can use use the same amount. Just just um do multiple baths. Um you know, just instead of trying to get it done okay. in one, do two. But yeah, just use use the same amount and and again, of course you're not going to use the size of a quarter for for you know, for for a dog, you know, that has 10 times the amount like a husky of, of, or something of, of hair that you do but you know but yeah. for the most part you, you shouldn't you shouldn't be going through a half a bottle no
2: okay okay We're running out of time but I have a quick question people call up all the time they say how often should we be shampooing our animals because if we do it too often are we washing away the greases and the oils that they need for their coat? depends if you use the right
9: product you can bathe every single day you will not have a problem but just like us washing our hair if you use good product you're not going to have irritation you're not going to strip out um the things that you that that should be left behind so use good product wash every day if you want if, if that's what you want to do i have
3: my canine romper room going yeah know what's going on in
2: there, in there. It's, it's it looks a little crazy
3: it's I I it sounds like a like a big massive pet daycare center, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> but it's it's not. That's Tater and Patty, our foster girl. Just two dogs. And they are love each other. Just two. That's my that's my day, my life.
2: And it's a grand hey, life. Hey. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. <laughs>
7: I'm Wilson
10: from MAD TV, and you're listening
2: to Animal Radio. And as my friends would say... At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life.
1: Look at the label.
2: We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food, simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit RedBarnInc.com to save a dollar on Red Barn grain-free canned food.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal
2: Radio app for iPhone and Android. (laughs) It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. Sometimes I wish this was TV so that you can see all the craziness that's going on here in the <laughs> studio, and uh, especially Lori's dogs. They're the cutest little things, but I got to tell you, they're, they're wired today. They, you know uh,
3: why? We've had a lot of rain. You think it's
2: the rain? The rain? Oh, they've been mm-hmm. inside, they've been maybe? been cooped up. Right. Cooped up? Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, though they are adorable. You know, you can let them out and let them come into this side over here if you want. I mean, I'm okay with that. Okay. I'll just tell you that right now.
3: Patty's a foster dog. She's not totally potty trained, but sure, go on over, Patty. <laughs> Wait.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if Ladybug would allow that. This is her <laughs> studio. Right now, we're going to visit with Fiona Gilbert. Hi, Fiona. How are you?
6: Hi, Hal. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on.
2: Where are we Skyping you today?
6: You are Skyping me from the San Francisco Bay Area.
2: Okay. And you have a service dog. What is the, your service dog's name?
6: Coda, K-O-D-A. K-O-D-A.
2: K- yes. K-O-D-A. What kind of dog is Coda?
6: Coda is a pit bull.
2: A pit bull. Which is
6: very unusual.
2: Yeah, you don't hear about a lot of pit bull service animals. No. It, it seems no. like. In fact, we just did a story. What was it, Lori? You reported a couple of weeks ago about American Airlines. They put a, a ban on certain breeds, even if they're service animals. And one of them was, wasn't it pit bulls, Lori? Yeah. It was actually Delta. It was.
6: It was actually Delta. Um, oh, okay. And, oh. And Coda and I actually were interviewed um, by several news organizations about that.
2: What is your thought on it? Go ahead. Tell us about that.
6: <laughs> tell us what you really think. No,
2: I want to know. I want to know because yeah. I think listeners know how I feel about it. And I want to know how you feel about it. This is an animal that you rely upon. You have a MS. Is that correct?
6: Uh, correct and well, the the crazy thing about the Delta band is in the last year. So I travel every other week, and so Coda um, and I actually have three hundred and eighty thousand miles on Delta, okay. and we had twenty trips booked for the rest of this year on Delta. So to to wake up one morning and I get these messages saying, how do you feel about the Delta ban on pit bull service dogs? I went, what, what Delta ban on pit bull service dogs? <laughs> and, and it literally, it went into effect within a week of them announcing it. Um, and we've actually had to really scramble um, to change my flights because I had several, I, I fly every other week and um, we've just had to, cancel all my flights
0: so Coda helps you emotionally does she also help you physically
6: oh yeah no he's he's not actually an emotional support dog he's <laughs> he, he... <laughs> if you've met him if you've met him you'll know <laughs>
12: oh I love it <laughs>
6: He's he's definitely not your comforting kind of dog. He's very stoic and he's very, now you just go do your work, please. Um, and I'll do mine. So um, Koda actually is trained to be a brace, balance, mobility um, and retrieve animal. So a lot of my conditions uh, previously was that I couldn't feel the right side of my body, which meant that walking was... Uh, an extremely challenging exercise and quite dangerous, especially in an airport when people are running around and changing directions with their suitcases. (laughs) And also, if I I stood in a spot for too long, if I stand in line for too long, I literally fall over because I lost spatial awareness because I don't feel the right side of my body. So I'd literally tip over and fall down and look like I'm drunk. So Coda's main job when he first came to live with me was to make sure that I stayed upright um, and that I could navigate all of these public spaces without falling.
2: You know, you talk about CODA not being allowed on the airlines, but CODA actually wouldn't be allowed in a lot of places. Like, let's say you had to take care of business in Denver. You, yes. could, you couldn't do that because the the breed has been banned there. What do you suggest people do to either change the laws or appeal to the breed, I guess?
6: I, I think people need to have a conversation. Um, it It was interesting when the Delta article went out. I actually received quite a people actually went to my took the time to look me up on my website um to send me messages about how they disliked pit bulls. And wow. I just and I just thought, oh my goodness, here we go. Um, I think there's all this misconception of what they are and what they do. So someone had said to me, you know, why are you advocating for pit bulls other than the fact that you have CODA? Um, I advocate for pit bulls because it's really, it's it's like racism for dogs. It's literally saying I can no longer go into Denver because I'm a small brown woman. Um, That's essentially what you're saying to me.
10: Yeah.
6: And I have a disability. I'm small. I'm brown. And therefore, you're not welcome here. And that's what we do to pit bulls. We we have demonized them for some reason that I don't quite understand.
2: I tend to think that and I hate to say this because I am media, but I tend to think it's the media that has portrayed pit bulls as being a, a dangerous animal. And certainly whenever there's some kind of mauling or something like that, the media grabs it, they run with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the media never mentions anything about the dachshunds, which happen to be the biggest biting <laughs> dog there is.
6: Koda mm-hmm. has had the same squeaky toy um, stuffed animal. It's, it's, it's an elephant named Mouse, and he has a squeaker in his tummy. Um, I've had many dogs over the years, and I have never seen a squeaky toy that gets used every single day and for 18 months, and the squeaker still works. <laughs>
0: Well, now, see, I have a 10-pound dog, and I have a graveyard of stuffed animals that yeah, she has do. de-stuffed and de- de-squeaked. squeaked and there's just a whole pile of them in the yeah. corner of the living room. Yeah. She destroys them.
2: Well, Coda sounds like a wonderful dog. Please give Coda a big old hug from all of us. What's the website, Fiona?
6: Um, so you can go to uh, several websites. You can go to FionaGilbert.com, um, or you can go to Quantatherapies.com.
2: We'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.pet. And Fiona Gilbert, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to go back to your calls toll free at 1 866 405 8405.
0: Do you travel with your dog? Of course. My pets
6: are part of our family.
0: Me too. I take Daisy with me everywhere.
6: Right, Daisy?
0: (coughs) So how do you find out what hotels welcome your dog?
6: I read Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle
0: magazine for you and your dog. Sounds perfect for planning our next vacation. Right, Daisy? (coughs) It is. Their motto is, leave no dog behind. And they have great hotel and destination reviews. Where can I find the magazine? Go online to FidoFriendly.com. I will for sure. Come on, Daisy. We're off to find our next adventure.
1: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy
2: Francis. You know, many of us wish that our pets were famous. We wish that we could just collect a royalty check for, uh, you know, the, all the merchandise that has the pictures of our pets on them. Yeah. It's a new uh, it's a new career this day and age is uh, media influencing, having your pet on social media, getting all kinds of likes. And that actually was not the intention of Kelly Lund. He is our guest this hour. He likes to travel a lot, and he took pictures of him traveling with his dog and kicking back in a hammock. This particular picture that I'm holding up right here. It circulated. I did see
3: that one. Isn't you you
2: have seen that. See, that's one of the Yes. I I think this is one of the pictures that helped him acquire over a half a million followers.
3: Wow. But you know what it is, Hal? It's what we always talk about. It's a man and his dog. And he's a good looking guy. That is so right. But there's something about watching a guy who loves his, his pet.
2: Yeah. It says that he's a he's a he's compassionate. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Ladies love this.
0: It does, <laughs> and he knows how to care for something.
2: Now he didn't try. <laughs> he didn't try what men don't care for anything. Is that what you're saying?
3: <laughs> no, how to you know nurture? Sure, and, sure, and, sure. Yes. I guess. no, they don't. They don't care if they put their underwear in the hamper. They don't care if they put the seat down. <laughs> they don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we're not bitter. Uh, he, he took this picture and he posted it online. He was not trying to become famous. He was not trying to make his dog famous. But the picture took off. It circulated. It became viral, as those kids are saying these days. And uh, now he's actually quit his daytime job with the city of Denver, Colorado. And he is spending full time promoting his dog or helping his dog become a social media influencer. And we're going to be talking to Kelly Lund this hour right here on Animal Radio. and We'll find out about his dog, Loki. Lori, what are you working on for this hour?
3: I'm going to follow up on a couple of major uh, catastrophes we had with dog food recently, um, specifically the pentobarbital scares. Oh, yeah. And I'm hooked on this because once you start investigating, you know, you come across a word you don't know, you're looking that up and then pretty soon you're starting to put pieces together and you're you're seeing more and more things. I'm going to tell you, uh, we're going to look at these cases, but I also want to let you know one of the biggest ingredients in dog food is fat or tallow, as they say. So tallow doesn't sound as gross as fat, but we'll tell you how they put and how much of uh, tallow or fat they put in dog food because that's what makes it flavorful.
2: You know what? When you go on a story, you go, you bite into that story. You get all the information. If Lori ever shows up at your door knocking, I would go out the back door and hide. She's like 60 minutes. Yeah. Does 60 minutes even exist any longer? My big
3: nerd glasses. Yes, you are. Yeah.
2: Okay, let's go to line two. Marina. Is it Marina or Marina? Marina. Marina. How are you doing today?
10: Fine, dear. Thank you.
2: I got the whole team here for you. What's going on with your animals?
10: Uh, that animal is, it was a rescue animal. So from being mistreated or whatever and uh, neglected, all of a sudden he's in a home and he's really happy when people get home, especially when people get home and his tail goes a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> when he does, he beats on the walls, beats on the furniture, but the walls, literally his tail is, it's bleeding. His tip of the uh, tail is raw. We cannot get it to heal, and okay. they, we don't know how to help him out. So <laughs> let me
2: let me get this straight here, so that I understand. You have a dog. What kind of dog is it?
10: It's a yellow lab.
2: A yellow lab who's so excited to see you, the tail goes back yeah. and forth, and the tail gets hit against the wall and against furniture, and it gets bloody.
10: It's uh, it's literally the tip of the tail that he hits. It's rubbed raw, so bad that it's bleeding.
2: Wow.
5: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I actually see quite a bit of this and we kind of call it the general term happy (laughs) tail
11: because it is (laughs)
5: truly in dogs that are exuberant about their tail wagging. And it's usually when, um, you know, they're excited about something. So yeah, they're generally happy, upbeat dogs, sometimes a little bit more over the top than maybe the average dog. And that's part of, um, part of the challenge is to Mm -hmm. ask a dog to not wag the tail is a hard thing. So how do we go about dealing with this so with a dog that has happy tail um there's a couple things one is that um the tail tip unless it's protected is going to be prone to keep getting injured bloodied scabbed open the hair doesn't grow in the area some dogs will actually Mm -hmm. start to chew the tail because it you know has all this inflammation in it um, mm-hmm. so the big thing is, um, really trying to find what works to keep the tail protected. And there's not a, not a lot of perfect remedies for that, but there are definitely some different ones that as a veterinarian, I know I've used and some of my, you know, fellow vets have done as well. And there's different types mm-hmm. of bandages that we can put on to, that are a little mm-hmm. bit more ad- adhesive. Um, because mm-hmm. the tail, um, anything you put on the tail, kind of they whack it right off. So, um, so there are certain types of tape that we will use. There are there are certain types of medical tape that we will use in the veterinary office to help bandage the tail. The other thing I like to do is um, we put actually a kind of a small syringe case. So it's like what the Um, syringes that we use come in and they're like a little plastic kind of almost like a cylinder so with many dogs I will use that as part of my bandaging technique Um, So this is not something I'd advise you to do. I would see the veterinarian for this because um, you can put a bandage on too tight and cut off blood flow to the tail, and then you have a real problem on your hands. So I would see your veterinarian for this, but it is definitely something that is frustrating. It does need repeated bandages um, and protection. Now, the other thing that's really important to look at is uh, behavior. So we're not going to ask your dog to not be happy, but we're going to maybe work on things that help to assert some order into the home. So when you come home, rather than everybody amping him up and him wagging and getting all excited, we're going to find ways that we can actually have him practice calm behaviors. So this will take a little bit of leash work, a little bit of positive reinforcement, meaning good treats and tasty items, and everyone in the home being on the same page so that when you come and go, we're not going to get him excited. We're going to ask him to do something, whether it's lay down, go to a pillow, sit, something that is going to become a replacement behavior rather than walking around wagging and having everyone get them all amped up. Um, working on practicing that kind of obedience in the face of excitement is really where we need to go to help try to prevent some of the reoccurrences that go on. And, you know, when he's excited, making sure you are allowing exercise in a big open environment outdoors where he can run, jump, play, burn off that energy, wag that tail all he wants, and uh, not be at risk for painting your walls and making it look kind of helter-skelter-like in there. Well,
10: yeah, the the problem is right. I mean, the wall, would you just wipe it? Clean and that's fine we just know it's a habit so we go right behind him and do it every day but it's just we don't want to keep that open but we yeah. tried the electrical tape because it doesn't stick to him that hard or anything and it will eventually come off and lucky he doesn't chew on it he tries to chase it you know he's mm-hmm. just chasing his tail going around this way and to the yeah. left and on to the right and all is good and we got him a pillow so we're a little bit on the right track we got him a special pillow to try okay, to good. get him to uh you know if you are on the pillow you're also going to get a treat when we come in so wow, maybe a bit of wagging he, he goes that way and he seems to like the pillow and then we got him a a very expensive, a dog a a dog kennel outside that maybe mm-hmm. he sees and he will not whack the kennel as much sure. um with a nice dog house and a good dog house and all we're trying everything to try and to this bes- 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 poor tail to heal
5: Yeah. Now, in the, I would, again, I'm going to stress that it's important to see a veterinarian because I have had dogs where that tip of the tail gets so irritated that, you know, if we're not providing pain relief, then that's also another source of irritation where they'll, you know, lick it or it'll drive them to be more, uh, have more issues with that. So sometimes we'll have to put pets on pain medications. Um, The other thing, you know, a lot of people, you know, will look at putting Elizabethan collars on and, you know, it's not the long term fix, but if we're really in a bad way where the tip of the tail isn't a bad spot, um, sometimes putting the cone of shame on can be a helpful thing as well. But, you know, I've seen this quite a bit. In, we see it a lot in our boarding patients, um, especially mm-hmm. a pit bulls are particularly one of the most common breeds. Labradors, I'd say, are right up there with them. But I've had some dogs, we actually have to amputate the tail because the trauma and then the self-trauma that can ensue where they start to chew their tail becomes um, an, yeah. almost an obsessive-compulsive thing. So it yeah. is important to try to get a control on it and not um, down so
10: he did it before it gets to the chewing, because right now he's not chewing it at all. Not even mm-hmm. the tape he's chewing. It's just from whacking it, eventually the tape just comes off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it he back to back. To the... yeah. Okay, so my first step is go ahead and do make that bad appointment and talk
5: to yeah. him. Yeah, absolutely. A, and, go for, and
10: go from there and then continue possibly with the pillow and the rewards and all that. Exactly. And maybe exactly. when the just coming, he goes, lay down and wait for the reward.
2: Okay. Yes. Yes.
10: Awesome.
2: Well, thank okay. you so much. And let us thank know. You. Will you call us back and let us know how, how it's working out for you?
10: Yes. i give it a couple of weeks and call you back.
2: Thank you okay. so much. Thanks.
10: Thank you, Bye-bye.
2: Marina calling from Los Angeles, and her problem, her dog is too happy. <laughs> to, which, is, which is... Can be a problem. It can be a problem. This healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. Always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. Their website's redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. now an Animal Radio News Brief.
7: Puppies have some pretty magical powers, the ability to look cute from all angles, the ability to pee whenever they want or wherever they want. Now, they also have the power to address San Francisco's panhandling problem. The city will initiate a new program, believed to be the first of its kind in the country. It encourages homeless individuals to give up panhandling. In exchange, they'll receive a small stipend to foster problematic puppies until they're ready for adoption. San Francisco Animal Care and Control will uh, screen potential foster parents to ensure that they're a good fit. They also promise to stop panhandling. If they're caught begging with the puppy, the animal's taken back to the shelter. But in exchange, they will get 50 to 75 bucks a week, all the dog food, toys, leashes, and vet care that they need. And as the program expands, the people will ideally be trained in grooming, dog walking, or other animal-related skills so they can actually join the regular
10: workforce again. This has been an Animal Radio News Brief. Get more at AnimalRadio.pet.
11: Here is today's automotive news. I'm Nick Miles, a college student from Alabama whose car broke down before the first day of work made the 20 mile journey on foot. The walk earned him local fame and a new car. During the overnight walk, Walter Carr encountered a police officer who took him to breakfast and the rest of the way to work. When the CEO found out about his new employee's determination, he drove from across the country and gave the student his personal car. For more, go to our ourautoexpert.com.
1: Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day.
8: This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Pets Welcome Here. I'm Ashley Mingwasser, and this is my pal Rosie. From Pets Welcome Here, the TV special about amazing adventures you can share with your pets. Find Pets Welcome Here on your local network affiliate or petswelcomehere.tv and check our schedule to see when we're on in your area.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at
2: 1-866-405-8405. Last hour, Lori Brooks reported the Forbes top social media pet or animal influencer list. Now think about that, that Forbes even has this kind of list. Why? Because they make a lot of money. We know little bub's worth a lot. We know grumpy cat's worth $100 million. There's this new thing where, you know, people want to take their animals and uh, make them famous and uh, quit their day jobs. And that's exactly what our guest this hour has done. Actually, I don't think he started with the idea of making his dog famous. Mm -hmm. It sort of happened organically. Mm -hmm. He used to post pictures on Instagram, and suddenly from there, it just went viral. And we'll find out his story in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio, so stick around for that. Lori, we're just about 10 minutes away from news. What do you have for this hour?
3: Well, there have been a couple of really big scares with pet food recently, or at least in the last year or so, where we have found pentobarbital. Uh, a euthanasia drug that has appeared in you know, canned food. Um, I'm going to follow up on a couple of these cases and let you know what we have found out since then that's maybe not making big news right now, but it should scare you.
2: Was that a period at the end of that sentence there?
3: Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. It should.
2: I, I was just checking. I didn't want to cut you off or anything like that. If it was a comma or like a little dash or maybe one of those little colon things. It I'd was be...
3: a semicolon. <laughs> However, yes. comma. Yes. <laughs>
2: Go ahead. Uh, okay, so we're going to go to the phones for your calls. Toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Right now, Belinda. Hey, Belinda, how are you? Fine. How are y'all today? Good. Where are you today? I am in Eastern North Carolina. Eastern North Carolina. I love your accent. I love that Southern accent.
3: <laughs>
2: how can we Thank help you?
3: you?
7: Very much. Well, I've got a question regarding an infection that has been reoccurring on my dog. She's a two-year-old, flat-coated retriever, and would start getting little spots on her stomach like fire ant bites, and at first, that's what I thought it was, and just made sure to kill them all and get them gone, but -hmm. it would get worse, where she's biting at it and scratching and licking like crazy. Okay. So, my vet um, had us try prednisone and given her a Benadryl. And that would clear it up until the prednisone, we would wean her off of it. Mm -hmm. And we tried two rounds with that. And a friend of mine, she has a cocker spaniel with similar problems, and they discovered it was a yeast infection.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm.
7: So I tried some shampoo. I looked it up on the Internet and tried some shampoo that has, um, I've got an article in front of me, I can't find it but had a, like 2% medicine in it, mm-hmm. and her stomach, it cleared it up. Um, it's been white, no problems whatsoever. The problem now is it won't go away from the skin behind her pads as the okay. foot comes up on the leg. And someone mentioned food. She had been eating beneficial, and they okay. recommended a premium. Um, you got a PetSmart to get. And her stomach is still good, but her feet are better, but she's still licking and biting at them, and the the fur's gone. All right.
5: So
10: I was just saying if you had some ideas.
5: Oh, sure do. Uh, Labradors, of course, are my love. <laughs> um, but they are uh, definitely, um, a lot of these retrievers, man, they really have these skin problems. And a couple things you said really kind of like little exclamation points were going up in my head as you were saying that. One is that some of her signs did improve with uh, prednisone, which is a steroid. Helps a lot with types of allergies and inflammation problems. So um yeast is a certain problem that can happen on the skin but it isn't commonly a single issue meaning that yeast comes along for the ride along with something else and it's very possible that your baby has some su- sort of seasonal and or food related allergy so mm-hmm. definitely my first thought is not that I'm going to bash venafil because it's you know it certainly has its place but mm-hmm. for a pet who has these suspicious signs I would go a little bit more than just a special food that you pick up at PetSmart. I talked to your veterinarian about getting on a hypoallergenic diet. Um, There's lots of different ways we can manage this, um, but it's very important to get on a food that's very restricted, either in the types of ingredients, uh, what we call a novel protein or novel ingredient diet, Mm -hmm. or to go to a hydrolyzed protein diet. And we need to go to that for about eight weeks to see if we see improvement in the overall skin condition. That would be one thing that I'd say is a must for your dog. The other thing is that, you know, I would like to find out more about when these little plaques and these little things are on the skin and look at that under the microscope and see. If we do have yeast and we do have maybe even bacteria there, then I would tackle things also in another direction, not just with a shampoo, but in many cases, we'll have to add an oral medication along with that. And some pets with yeast infections, we can just bathe bathe, and bathe in a bathe cycle and keep that going but not really get to the heart of it. And mm-hmm. yeast, if anyone who has an athlete's foot knows, can take a long time to treat. So anything we can do to help speed that along, and that would include adding an oral anti-yeast medicine into the mix of things. So if that is appropriate for your pet, then I would certainly do that in addition to the... Uh, Maybe it's a ketoconazole-based shampoo that you may have been using. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty typical. So that might be something else. Um, but I think really the food trial with a hypoallergenic diet and then finding out if we do, in fact, have yeast or bacteria there and then seeing if we can get around that and uh, um, you know, get around, get around the right medications for that. So. Okay,
7: well, I appreciate it.
2: Well, thanks for your call, right. Belinda. You're listening
1: to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
8: I'm Ashley Mingwasser, and this is my best pal, Rosie. (laughs) We're your hosts on Pets Welcome Here, the TV special about amazing adventures you can share with your pets. Look for Pets Welcome Here on your local network affiliate, Or go to petswelcomehere.tv and check our schedule to see when we'll be on in your area. That's petswelcomehere.tv. Check our schedule, then join Rosie and me on our adventures on Pets Welcome Here. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Laurie
3: Brooks. Through the Freedom of Information Act, some new information has come to light in last year's case of Avenger's Dog and Cat Food Company, finding penobarbital, a euthanasia drug, in some of its canned foods. Now we know they also had something else in their canned food that wasn't listed on the label. Now, it is not illegal to use horse meat as pet food in the United oh. States, so long as it is shown on the label and also that the company has to have a specific license to use horse meat. However, it turns out that Evangers had been using horse meat as early as 2015 with no license. We know this because records show that an inspector found it on the premises, found the horse meat there in their plant of the Evangers processing plant during an inspection that was made as a result of other things, complaints over health concerns and unsanitary conditions at the facility. Meanwhile, an investigation into pentobarbital found in canned wet food manufactured by Big Heart Pet Brands. That one remains open and ongoing as well, according to the FDA. Big Heart, if the name doesn't sound familiar to you, or maybe it does, it's owned by the J.M. Smucker Company, and it was back in February of this year, that the FDA alerted pet owners to the possible presence of, again, pentobarbital, that euthanasia drug, in certain canned foods made by Big Heart. And those included Gravy Train, Kibbles and Bits, Ol' Roy, and Skippy products. Now, we know the problem apparently arose from the company supplying tallow or fat to Big Heart. Here's the gross part that I learned investigating this story. You won't believe what gross stuff goes into tallow to make tallow or what's really a fat meal rendering companies use cow pig or poultry trimmings or even a combination of all of those and trimmings isn't as nice as it sounds that's not like a Thanksgiving word that's kind of like fat trimmings and then you know other things will also fall into that such as bone uh, the hide Internal organs, some parts that humans won't eat. And then this rendering plant also receives blood from its nearby slaughter and meatpacking facility. To make the tallow or meals that they use, um, also old cooking oil or grease from restaurants that the restaurants would otherwise thrown away are thrown into the mixture for the fat that goes into dog food
2: oh, and you Isn't know that grows unbelievable and we Disgusting. wonder we wonder why our animals have such a high incidence of kidney disease and cancers it seems so obvious to me that we are just feeding them crap not intentionally okay
3: CatCon worldwide is the world's <laughs> biggest annual celebration of all things cat and it's going on this weekend in southern california it is like comic con but for cats it's a full-experience pop culture cat convention. This year's celebrity cats include the biggest of the big, sweet little bub, Morris, as in what? Morris did Friskies,
2: right? Morris is still alive. This has got to be like the fifth or sixth Morris, at, at least. It might be
3: like at the least. 10th or yeah. 13th or 20th, yeah. <laughs> um, Merlin Ragdoll's also going to be there. Klaus of Oscar and Klaus fame and Kobe the cat. Also on hand will be Sir Thomas Trueheart, another cat who was badly injured in an acid attack. It was a very sad story. And Waverly McTinyBeans. Waverly McTinyBeans is a partially paralyzed cat who is known on social media as an up-and-comer and and considered a big leader now in the disabled cat movement. So good for him.
2: As soon as the show is over, I'm out and I'm going to go get his potograph.
3: You'll have to stand in a line, and I think tickets are not all that cheap. But it's a great event. If you're a cat lover, you need to be there. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at
7: AnimalRadio.com.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone
2: and Android. It's Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. And Lori just reported on uh, the top cats mm-hmm. on uh, social media, the, the the social media influencer cats, <laughs> among which was, of course, Grumpy Cat All right? and Little Bub top on the list there, making a lot of money. You know, I mean, Grumpy Cat, $100 million, worth $100 million. Wow.
9: Well, now you got Grumpy Joey after hearing that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start taking pictures of you, Joey, and uploading them as Grumpy Joey. There you go. The dog father. Our next guest, you may have actually seen his dog, his dog Loki. Uh, Have you seen the picture of this guy circulating around with Loki and himself in a hammock? Uh, It was one of these viral pictures that uh, once our next guest shared it, it became uh, a hit. Buzzfeed picked it up. And uh, all of a sudden, Loki is very, very popular. We welcome to the show Kelly Lund. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? Good, good.
12: Thanks for having us. I'm We're... also here with my girlfriend, Allie.
2: Hey, Allie. So, so where's Loki? Is Loki there? Loki's
12: here. He's in the back seat of the truck.
2: Now, he's with you pretty much everywhere you go, right?
12: Correct, yeah.
2: So where is here today?
12: We're in Gunnison, Colorado. Is he at home? It's not. We live in Denver, Colorado.
2: But you do a lot of traveling, because I see most of the pictures in your book here are uh, their nature, their wildlife pictures of you and uh, Loki out in the great beyond.
12: We try to travel as much as we can.
2: So you actually gave up your job to help promote Loki? Is is that what I'm reading? I did, yeah.
12: Um, that photo that you mentioned, uh, it, it that happened one summer, and I kept my job for another year and a half. I was working for the city of Denver uh, in the Outdoor Recreation Department. And I really loved my job and, and, and didn't want to, uh, to move on, even though we had had a lot of opportunities. And at that time, Loki's account had grown quite large. Um, but eventually, I, I kind of had to choose. And, uh, yeah, now I'm, I we're kind of independently on our own and uh, creating things like that book and uh, making our way.
2: So you're spending uh, pretty much all your time working on promoting Loki online uh, through social media channels. And, again, like you said, the book, which we'll talk about in just a couple of seconds. Tell me the process of what what happened. You, You had this picture of you and Loki sitting in the hammock. You posted it online. And then what happened?
12: You know, it was an evening. I just posted it online. I didn't think anything of it on my Instagram. And the following morning, my neighbor texted me and he said, hey, you're on the front page of Reddit. And I said, what's Reddit? And I uh, looked it up, and I thought, okay, that's, that's cool. I, I didn't really know much about it. But throughout the day, I think we, had gained, we gained like 30,000 followers on Instagram. So apparently Reddit was a lot bigger deal than I thought it was.
9: <laughs> and
12: uh, anyway, uh, a few days later, uh, the website called BuzzFeed uh, sent me an email and wanted to write an article, and um, from there... Uh, oh, sorry. It was a website called Board Panda. Uh, Board Panda first wrote an article about us, and then BuzzFeed, and from there it was Weather.com, and the Daily Mail, and uh, USA Today, uh, LA Times, and anyway, uh, it, it, folks have just kind of written an article about our travels, featuring some of our uh, photos and kind of my posture towards not leaving your dog behind at home. Uh, Try to take him with us everywhere.
2: I I love that. But you seem like that... uh, I mean, this seems very contradictory in the fact that you seem like an outdoors guy who's not very, you know, a little bit off the grid, yet at the same time you're embracing the technology that uh, brings the world together. Was that hard? You said you didn't know what Reddit was. Uh, Did you know BuzzFeed? Did you know... When you heard Bored Panda called, what were you thinking? Like, who's Bored Panda?
12: Oh, you know, I... I, I knew what Buzzfeed was. I knew what Boar Panda was. Um, yeah, it's definitely a give and take. You know, social media is, it can be a blessing and a curse at the same time. You know, I can get wrapped up in it as much as anyone else. Um, but all, obviously the pull always is to try to stay present and um, in your environment and definitely getting outside. And a lot of times the places that we're going, we don't have cell service anyway. So uh, it's, kind of coming back into self-service posting and um, whatnot.
0: You know, when I got a dog, I brought my dog into my world. She had to adjust. She had to, you know, get used to my schedule and everything. But you decided, instead of doing that, that you would join your dog's world. What made you even think of that?
12: Uh, I, uh, having a northern breed, you know, Loki's a wolf dog, a low-content wolf dog. They're very difficult to train and very independent just like a Husky or a Malamute Mute, which is also part of his breed. And um, it's, you really, I think, have to listen to their needs. And Loki, he doesn't really thrive off of attention. He doesn't thrive off of affection or anything like that. But the way I show him love is to get outside, let him off the leash, let him sniff, explore, run. And get utterly exhausted out in the woods. That's the way I show him love. So from there, it just kind of became our lifestyle more and more.
2: Does Loki know he's famous?
12: <laughs> I don't know. I think if he does, he's kind of uh, he kind of has a posture like Kurt Cobain. He kind of like he doesn't really care about people. He doesn't really uh, you know people will come up and try to pet him, and he's not very interested.
2: We are with Kelly Lund and Ashley, guardians to the virally famous Loki. Coming up next, we'll find out just what it takes to turn your pet into a viral
11: sensation. Stick around. Here is today's automotive news. I'm Nick Miles. i got to spend a week test driving the new Subaru Ascent, and it was even better than the first time I drove it. The biggest Subaru on the market starts at under $32,000 and gets up to 27 miles a gallon. The Ascent has Subaru's famous symmetrical all-wheel drive, can tow up to 5,000 pounds, and has 153 cubic feet of passenger space. The Ascent comes in eight exterior colors, five interior colors, and has three rows, 19 cup holders, and can be a blast off-road with 8.7 inches of ground clearance. For more, go to OurAutoExpert.com.
1: Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day.
3: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A British woman was trapped for
0: an
6: hour with her hand stuck in her dog's mouth. It all started when her
8: boxer, playing in the backyard, somehow got a fishing hook stuck in his mouth. Owner Vicky Morrill frantically tried to remove the hook, but ended up getting hooked to her dog. She was able to dial the phone with her free hand, and a fire crew
3: and paramedics arrived and were able to separate the two. Both will be okay, although Vicky's hand was injured so badly she'll need a skin graft. Hopefully her dog will stick to frisbees in the future i'm brit savage for animal radio animals are people too
0: animal radio
1: you're listening to animal radio find us at animalradio.com log on learn more
2: It is Animal Radio, celebrating the connections with our pets. We are with Kelly Lund. Kelly is the guardian of Loki. If you find yourself on Instagram, you might know about Loki already. Loki made his claim when he and his owner snapped a picture inside a hammock that went seriously viral. The book, and this just came across my desk, called Wild Together My Adventures with Loki the Wolf Dog. Uh, The publisher came out, I guess they saw you on Instagram, and they they said, hey, let's put together a book. Is that what happened?
12: Uh, Not quite. I had been approached for a number of years about writing a book, sometimes by publishers, sometimes by publishing agents. And all in all, we wanted to self-publish and go that route. Uh, But over time, I found that I just didn't have the time, and it wasn't in my bandwidth to do all of that legwork. And anyway, we pursued the traditional route, and and man, I'm incredibly happy that we did that because um, the publisher Pegasus has been incredible to work with, and it's so fun to see our books, um, you know, like in Barnes & Noble and different places like that where we might not have been able to get into if we would have just self-published. So um, it's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun.
0: So what's next for you and Loki? Any international travel or...? Any new plans?
12: You know, we typically uh, we don't ever fly, so internationally we're only looking at Canada or Mexico. Um, last summer, Allie and I and the dogs we drove up to Alaska and spent some time in Canada. I'd love to get back there. Uh, we are we are headed to Michigan in two weeks, um, which will be a great time. Uh, hopefully, get out on and do some canoeing and and whatnot. Um, We'll hanging around uh, Colorado for the next couple months outside of that, though.
2: What would you recommend for those that want to create or have their pet become a social media sensation? Because we, we tried the Ladybug, the Studio Stunt Dog page. I think she has 15 followers. <laughs> what, yeah. what would you recommend?
12: Um, I would recommend not focusing on gaining followers or focusing on playing the Instagram game as much as focusing on um, staying creative within yourself and trying to dream up photos in your mind and then go out and, and try to capture them almost like an artist would paint it, would think of a, a, a picture to paint in their mind and then they go out and do it. And that's really where the hammock photo came from. I, I had just dreamt of putting Loki in a hammock, which at the time I, I don't think I'd ever seen a dog in a hammock before. And um, anyway, so I went out and tried to do it, and I just you just got to kind of take the time and be patient and kind of craft out a photo maybe that you've had in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would just say focus on the create your own creative process and go for, and see what you can create inside of yourself, and then kind of try to stay true to that as much as possible
0: yeah and kind of follow ladybug around
12: see what comes natural you mean for keep her. it organic
2: is what you're saying yes oh, okay yeah
12: yeah. So, yeah yeah tell the you know try to think of different little angles and different little ways that you can tell the story you know of ladybug of the, her different quirks or her different
2: you know personality traits
0: i picture a field of ladybugs with her in it
12: exactly i can see that yeah yeah
2: the, uh, the picture of you in the hammock, I got it. Oh, I guess you are holding a selfie stick. I did not see that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how was that picture taken? But I, I see it now. Uh, there yeah, it is.
12: I just, it, it's taken uh... on a GoPro, and I just had a stick and I just kind of held my hand outside of the frame.
0: It blends in with the leaves. You don't see it at first.
2: Yeah. Well, we wish you the best of luck, and hopefully we're going to check in with you in about a year or so and see how things are going. The book is called Wild Together. We actually have 10 copies to give away, toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. I'm sorry, nine copies to give away. (laughs) (laughs) I think one's making it into the personal library. Yes. If you're not lucky enough to get on through, head on over to Amazon. Of course, we put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.pet. Hit the logo that says, as heard on Animal Radio, and you'll be taken to the book, Wild Together, My Adventures, with Loki, the wolf dog. Kelly, thanks so much for spending time with us. Thank you guys
12: for having us. I really appreciate
2: it. Please give uh, Loki a big old scratch on the chin for us. We will talk to you next year. Okay, take care. Bye bye. Should have been a butt scratch, Al. Yeah, I guess it should have a butt sniff, butt scratch. You know, yeah. something like that. Okay, it is time for us to get on out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Remember, you can get your fix over at animalradio.pet and download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and Blackberry. You'll get all the latest recalls and the news that really affects your pets. And it's a free download. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Have a good one.
3: I'm heading over to social media right now. Bye-bye. <laughs> and I'm going over to CatCon in Pasadena. So have a good weekend,
2: everyone. Can I come with you?